Mindy Abair, Vanessa Williams, Boney James, Jonathan Butler, Brian Culbertson, Marcus Miller, and David Sanborn on Friday and Saturday, June 2nd and 3rd. RuthEckerdHall.com has ticket information. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Good morning, my dear friends, and come on into the studio. Let's go backstage and watch the Healthy Steps radio show. You people are marvelous, and I cannot thank you enough for keeping your radio dial tuned to WMNF. Tampa. Dr. Harvey is joined today by Dr. Nicola Conlon, an accomplished molecular biologist specializing in the study of a situation that we all hope to be facing, aging. And aging is a biological complex disorder. If you have any medical questions related to today's topic on aging in general, aging is a risk factor for all diseases, and even how to possibly slow the inevitable creep of aging, you are encouraged to participate by calling 813-239-9663. Irene is in the control room, and she came in just to answer your call. You can also send an email to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. Welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show, Dr. Conlon. It's great to have you here on the show today, and as a reluctant member of AARP, I'm excited to hear what you have to share with us. And first, I'd like to say a day early, happy Valentine's Day to you, Dr. Conlon and Dr. Harvey, and to all of our WMNF listeners, and especially to my lovely and patient wife, Elaine. And now that I've got my dozen roses in, I'll turn the show over to your capable hands, Dr. Harvey. Thanks again, Bill, for a wonderful introduction, and happy Love Day early to everyone. Thanks for listening, and I'm so excited today. Once again, I have another health expert to enlighten us all about some really cutting-edge information. Um, I just wanted to uh, mention, again, went to a marvelous conference this weekend, talking with some more health experts. And again, on this very subject, aging, um, Dr. Conlon's an expert in the field of cellular aging and her uh, original, or uh, she started her career in um, uh, working in pharmacology for uh, drug research. And she realized that I think that the pharmacology or pharmaceutical industry isn't really oriented towards promoting health. And that's what she wants to do. So. Uh, let's talk about your career and where you've gone to help disrupt and innovate in the field of aging. Good morning, Dr. Harvey. Thank you so much for inviting me on um, to share with your listeners today. So welcome. So yeah, my my background is, as you said, it was actually in, in drug development. Um, I guess um, I am a scientist, uh, a molecular biologist, and I specialize in the science of aging or more specifically what it is that actually goes wrong inside of our cells to cause everything that we experience as aging on the surface and everything that we we feel because ultimately it starts deep with inside us at the cells and my role in drug development was actually developing drugs that were designed to slow our rate of cellular aging 
which sounds pretty crazy and far-fetched, but actually it's a really big focus in the field of drug development right now because we know that drugs uh, or the drugs that, that a lot of companies are trying to develop and the diseases that they're trying to target, the main risk factor for these diseases is actually your age. Getting older is not great for your health, unfortunately. Yeah, it's so true. And and I think that really uh, brings us to a, a really important concept. And it's something that we in functional medicine deal with all the time and try to uh, help people understand that there is a difference between your lifespan and your health span. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, everybody knows what lifespan is. It's just the number of years you live. But health span is the more important term. And it's the one that people are going to um, be, you know, um, focusing on a lot more because health span is the proportion of our lifespan that we are actually living in good health. And unfortunately, many people have realized through themselves or, or their families that we don't currently have all of our lifespan in good health. Um, you know, there's a good deal of the end of our lives where we're spent suffering from multiple age related diseases. And often this isn't the, you know, the, the best way to, to be living, um, the later years of your life, unfortunately. And you know, as a, as a geriatrician, I would like to actually reframe that because I don't think they're actually age-related diseases. And I really don't like to see age-related reference ranges when it comes to laboratory evaluation because it's not really, and you know this and I know this, it's not age that is actually being measured here. We're, we're looking at damage. So mm. we can, and, and health span is affected by damage. <clears throat> so your lifespan is your chronological age, but your biological age is actually re reflecting in your health span. And that's all about what damage is going on in the cells. How are we actually altering cellular function to create this? And we actually have a really early caller already. And I think this is a good question to start with this idea. Jerry's on the line. I think he has an interesting question. Yeah, saying a good morning to you there, Jerry. How are you today? I do. Well, first of all, did you say you were a geriatrician? I am. Well, isn't this appropriate? My name's Jerry. <laughs> hey, Jerry. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so first I wanted to introduce the idea that as you get older, you're supposed to get more mature and responsible. And if I talk to people like you, then maybe mentally I'll be able to psychologically extend the quality of my life. Okay, so think about that. Now, now my question is, Okay, this is t actually this is really cosmetic question. Okay, so 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 I'm a, I'm a farmer. I'm out in the sun. I'm getting these sunspots. I'm getting these lesion things on my head. So I want to make them fashionable instead of like going to a doctor and tell them telling me I have cancer and stuff. So what what do I do about them? So you're talking about solar damage to your skin that could be yeah. precancers, but it could also be simply aging skin and right cosmetic. Uh, Yes. Okay. What would you do about it? Or what do you think about that whole process of getting spots in your skin, Dr. Conlon? Yeah, so I think we all know that, uh, you know, the UV radiation from the sun is is a leading cause of skin aging. And um, we know that what it's doing to our skin is it's causing damage within our cells, as you just mentioned, Dr. Harvey, that, you know, this is a damage accumulation within our cells. And unfortunately, in, in terms of sunspots, what that tends to do is it causes our cells to start overproducing something called melanin, um, which is the pigment 
pigment within our skin um, that causes it to brown. Um, and when you start getting um, patches or, or these sunspots, um, this is a sign that maybe those cells have become damaged um, and they're not able to repair that damage so well. Um, so, you know, this is a very common sign of um, aging um, in the skin. Um, and one of the reasons why, you know, we would promote um, sunscreen to try and protect yourself from that, or at least it has, <laughs> um, it is knowing that, you know, these types of, um, of lesions in the skin um, do have the potential to become cancerous. So if you notice any sort of changes in the shape or color or anything like that, then that's something just to be keeping an eye on. So, but what, what do you, are there any particular recommendations that you think I should do naturopathically? And there was this area in the past that said, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, but they were talking about not using sunscreen. On, on a on a local scale, that don't use sunscreen. I mean, is that is that passe? Is that come and gone? I think there's arguments for and against. I think, you know, some of the people that say maybe don't use sunscreen, they're more relating to the fact that there's a bit of a, a sort of, um, you know, people are almost overusing sunscreen and um, to the point where you know sun is actually good for your health um, it can activate the immune system it can actually help um, activate different cellular processes that are really important with managing our circadian rhythms and um, so i think a lot of the sort of research where people are worried about overuse of sunscreen is a lot to do with that it's you know it's blocking our natural production of particular chemicals within our bodies and also there's some toxic ingredients that go into some sunscreens as well um personally i think a, a good idea is to you know potentially um just be careful at how much time you are in the sun um and um you know at the the correct times of the day be covering up going in the shade things like that I think that's brilliant, Dr. Conlon. Oh, am I cut off? I just wanted to um, actually add something to that. Um, Please do. The 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 uh, nature of many sunscreens is that they contain toxic chemicals. Um, my preference is to use mineral-based sunscreens that are made in organic bases because the commercial uh, uh, sunscreens generally have toxic chemicals uh, in the 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 carrier, the matrix, the the cream itself is toxic, and then they add into it things like avobenzone, oxybenzone, and all these benzene ring based chemicals that are toxic and actually um, when they absorb the ultraviolets they create free radicals that actually can promote more cancer and then um, the water soluble or well, actually the water resistant ones can prevent the <clears throat> reabsorption of your vitamin D <clears throat> so you, you don't really want to actually use those types either and the best things to do uh, are to use uh, a good quality UV block clothing in addition to the mineral sunscreens on the exposed areas, you can't put sunscreen right. on. And then avoid, obviously, you're a farmer, <laughs> but you know, it's easy. It's, it's much easier to do your farming early in the morning and late in the afternoon when exactly. you're not at peak solar radiation time. So okay, those so are all. Last things, and then I'm going to shut down and I'm going to let somebody else go. So the last things are diet, any di specifically diet recommendations, and I sweat, and then I'm all salty. Does the Salt exuded on your sweat, sun, the screen, the sun. Well, I've not seen any evidence for that, um, but the salt on your skin means you need to drink electrolyte uh, water while you're rehydrating. 
Um, any further input, Dr. Cotlin? Uh, yeah, no, completely agree. Electrolytes. Okay, thank, thank you guys. Love the accent. Love the accent. So welcome. And you know, there was, there was one other thing that I wanted to mention that I thought we could go there. And we're going to probably talk about it later. But those sunspots may not just be sunspots because as we age, we get these products which are about cellular aging and they're called glycated proteins. And lipofusion is this strange fatty thing that's also been glycated that shows up in your skin and makes those, people have called them liver spots in the past, but in mm. actuality, what they are is oxidated, oxidized chemicals that reveal that you are aging. Is that not right? Yeah, so a, a huge um, cause of aging is glycation, as you mentioned, and this is when we have uh, essentially sugar molecules are reacting with various uh, proteins and and other um, factors in our cells, and it causes them to stiffen and harden, um, meaning that they can't perform their normal function. And as you get older, you tend to see an increase in glycation in our cells. Um, as you said, you you know you start to get um, various um, breakdown products of this but one of the key areas is actually in our arteries and uh, they begin to stiffen um, and this is a, a well-known issue that causes um, you know many different problems as we get older. It's so true and you know um, when we talk about biologic versus chronologic age you know some of the symptoms of aging can show up really early and think about fatigue and brain fog and how about um, uh, perimenstrual syndrome or actually uh, premenopausal symptoms. All of these are indicating that your body is out of balance and that you're heading towards an ugly aging process. Yeah, so I think the concept of, of chronological and biological age is something that's probably worth discussing further because um, it's, you know, within our field where we're used to sort of talking about it, but many people um, haven't actually come across this concept. And obviously your chronological age is just the number of years since you were born, but your biological age is the, is the rate at which your cells are accumulating damage inside. So it's like the age that you are on the inside. And as scientists, what we found is that quite often your chronological and your biological ages don't quite match up. So for example, you could be 50 years old. However, if we looked at your cells inside, they could be looking more like they've got the damage of someone that would be chronologically age 60. And that's bad because it shows that you're accumulating damage a lot quicker and therefore likely to suffer from um, issues earlier in life. On the flip side, you know, it could be the opposite way around and that actually someone has a much younger biological age, which shows that they're actually going to have a longer health span and stay healthier for longer. And quite often you can start to see um, differences in, in biological age. So the age at which you are inside long before any of the, you know, the really common aging um, symptoms or signs start to appear. So I think measuring something like biological age is, is a re something that's really exciting. Um, it, you know, it's such an exciting scientific breakthrough and it's, it's available as a consumer kit now, which is crazy to think people can measure this in the comfort of their own home. The, the future is here. It's so exciting what we're, we're being offered now in, in the field of healthcare, you know, beyond 
illness care, the, the standard practice of medicine today, we are looking at a, a new reality where we can actually step into health and we have the tools to help us do it. And we have somebody on the line, but before we talk to Juanita, I just want to remind people that we are on WMNF 88.5, Tampa's favorite radio station. Well, that's only half of the story. You're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey and Dr. Conlon. Topic today is on aging, and you are encouraged to participate and talk with Irene. Give us a call at 813-239-9663. Irene's waiting to take your call. You can send emails to us at dj at org or text us at 813-433-0885. Yes, let's go to Juanita. She's been patient. Yeah, hi. Hello, Juanita. Yes, yes. Hi, Dr. Harvey. What do you have for us today? Well, I'm, I'm so grateful that you're having this conversation today. I have called you multiple times. Um, I'm, of, you know, I'm aging. I've noticed my body has aged a lot in the last few years, and I think it has a lot to do with the stress of what's happening in our world in the last few years. But hormonally, I wish there was an easier way to figure out how women, myself, I'm 59 years old, I've gone through menopause, I'm trying to fix things so I can live a healthier life as I age. Um, I feel dead uh, emotionally because I have, like I said, menopause kind of steals everything from a woman. Um, what would be the best approach to try to start remedying these things that I feel? Um, my skin is dried up. But other things have dried up. Um, I've reached out to many doctors. I've gotten very vague answers. I would like to know what was the first step to find out how to remedy menopause. And I know there's a lot of women are in the same boat that I'm in because I'm on Facebook and there's all kinds of stuff on there. And I reach out to them and it's always some kind of cream or some kind of vitamin. And I'm not sure if any of that's really what I, you know, is going to fix this. I'm thinking there's got to be some blood work I could start off with. And I've heard pellets work, but then pellets can be cancerous, could cause possible cancer in your body. So I'll leave it at there and let's go. Juanita, thank you um, for for your for your insight. I know menopause is is something that affects so many women, and as women, in terms of the the clinical and medical research, unfortunately, um, we're really lacking in that department, um, which is something that you know hopefully is changing and something that I'm passionate about speaking about, especially when it comes to the aging process, because now you know research is demonstrating that a woman's um, shift in hormones during perimenopause and menopause can actually have a huge impact on how they will age and a huge impact on their future health. And for a long time, this has been underestimated. Um, and I guess one, you know, one thing to say is a, a lot of the science behind why this happens hasn't been understood for a long time. Um, but now we are starting to understand the science. And I think the more we can educate women on what is going on inside the body. So it's not so much of a, a black box where they feel crazy and they feel like, you know, like you said, it's, you know, stripping their life away from them. I think the better. Um, so what we do know is that um, menopause does impact a woman's biological age, which you have just heard us talking about. 
We know that studies have demonstrated that it can add as many as nine years onto a woman's biological age and just six months change in the hormone levels, which is, is quite alarming. But also it does explain the fact why women suddenly, you know, very suddenly start feeling not like themselves and say, you know what, I feel like I've aged 10 years. And the reason that we sort of see this effect in the body is because um, the hormones, particularly estrogen, actually um, are, are heavily involved in regulating a woman's immune system. So a lot of our immune cells have receptors for estrogen on them. And unfortunately, as estrogen declines, it means that our immune system becomes overactive um, and not in a good way. What it means is we we tend to suffer from chronic low-grade inflammation and we know this is incredibly damaging to the body so i think there's there's multiple things that you you can start to look at um i think some of the best studies i have seen are by actually um replenishing the hormones that you have lost um in in general you know the menopause is a hormone deficiency um there's a lot of things in our bodies that are relying on on those hormones so when they suddenly d- disappear that's a problem um if hormones are something that you you're not you know you can't tolerate or it's not something that you're willing to do. I think anything that you can do to try and improve your health at the cellular level is a good thing. So these would be things like trying to reduce levels of inflammation. And this can be as simple as changing your diet. Right. What would be a test though um, to start off? Like I said, I've been to gynecologist, I've been to my primary care and they're so vague with me. I'm like, what can I do? I've got osteoarthritis. I, I have I just my libido is completely gone. I have brain fog. I've I've aged a lot in the last few years. It's like I, I'm still very active. I take my vitamins. I still work full time. I want to feel like I used to feel. What what can I do to start to to fix this? What would what would you recommend my first test to be done? Well, um, that's really brings up a, a a broad question. There's not one, but there could be. Um, okay. So I think what we need to do, because bad menopause and many of the aging complications actually occur because of inflammation, start with a test that can actually look at how much cellular damage you've got going on. And I think it's now time to really talk about glycan age. Um, the, the age of your body, looking at how many proteins have been damaged by the sugars. Um, there's one thing that's really important to look at and we can't look at it yet. Um, uh, glycated LDL. Glycated LDL is what causes all of our vascular damage or very much of it. But there's, there's a way to look at other glycation products and hemoglobin A1C is one of them. But Dr. Conlon, tell us about glycan age. Yeah, so so glycan age is a way that you can measure um, how well your cells are aging on the inside. And basically what it does is it looks at the patterns of sugar molecules that are stuck to your um, immune cells. And what happens is as you age or as you go through the menopause, the patterns of these sugars actually change in quite a predictable way. And that can be used to give an estimation of how much damage is occurring um, inside of your body. So this is something that is available as a commercial kit. I know in some of the studies that I've personally done, um, I've used it and there's a huge amount of um, really great science behind the test. 
Um, I think it's a very interesting one because what it does is it gives you a number. It gives you, this is your biological age. And, you know, as somebody who's not a scientist, it's, you know, you want something that's really simple to understand. Um, and then it gives you a set point. It knows, you know, where you're starting, you know, if it's better or worse than your actual age. And then you can implement things into your um, lifestyle to try and help with that and then remeasure because it's important when you, you know, when you're looking for what things you can do, you need to know what's working and what's not working. And obviously for some things, you're going to feel a difference. You know, you might feel an improvement in your energy levels, etc. You might see an improvement in your skin. But okay. a lot of what you're feeling or experiencing on the outside is really happening and starting at your cells. So anything you can do to improve that cellular health measure um, is beneficial. Yes. Okay. Where could you get a test like this? So I think you can you can Google that probably. Okay. Um, and, yes. um, and actually, yeah. I'll, I'll include the link <clears throat> to the uh, to that test um, in the uh, show notes. So when you uh, uh, go to the uh, blog <clears throat> on Healthy Step Show on WMNF, you can click on send me the show notes and you'll, we'll get you the show notes. You can actually access the link to go here and get that test. Oh, and wonderful. honestly, once you do... I think that foundations in functional medicine are to start with this level because I don't generally prescribe or recommend hormone therapy until we work on the foundational cellular problems because if we add hormones to an inflamed, um, unstable system, we can actually destabilize it further and make people more sick. And That's so why I haven't the started anything because I don't know. <clears throat> I want to know before I start doing anything. I would right. like to know what I'm stepping into. Yes. And after you do this, then I would do salivary hormone testing to find out where we need to actually replenish specific hormones to get you the most benefit. But the first things to do, I think Dr. Connell would agree, is to start with lifestyle and implement uh, a program like you already use in your pro uh, in your process to get people better. And uh, it, what would you say, Dr. Conlon? Yes. So I think things, first of all, I would say it's lifestyle. There's no point um, investing in, you know, anything else, supplements, anything like that until you've, you've sorted the very basics out. So we know that good ways to lower inflammation and biological age are firstly by um, diet. So eating a diet that is rich in a lot of different types of plants um, has been demonstrated to reduce inflammation and biological age. Now that doesn't mean you need to become vegan. It just means you have to eat around 30 different sources of plant material each week, which actually is quite easy. Um, if yes. you make some different soups, fruit salads, um, you know, nuts, seeds on things, it's herbs, spices, it all counts. So that's actually not too tricky. Another way is um, your exercise. Um, so we know that exercise is incredibly beneficial for reducing inflammation. And um, another one is fasting. Um, so going uh, for longer periods without eating. So this could be anything from, you know, having your evening meal a little earlier and um, having your breakfast or your first meal of the day a bit later, trying to aim for at least, you know, 12 hours between those meals, if not a little bit longer. Um, we know, again, this actually switches on beneficial processes in our cells, which cause the cells to start combating the inflammation, to repairing things. Um, and actually both exercise and 
fasting, the way that they work is um, our, our bodies basically think, oh my goodness, we're in a little bit of an energy stress situation here. Therefore, we need to stop being wasteful and we need to make sure our cells start recycling any damage. They start clearing up that inflammation and they start actually repairing things. Um, and one of the ways they do this is by increasing the levels of a molecule called NAD in our cells. Um, and this is something which has been an incredibly exciting area of research within the field of aging. And I think is something that could have great benefit to menopausal symptoms as well. Well, thank you. And I'm very welcome. Link. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. For Excellent. Your Anytime. So, um, it's really, uh, um, it's so simple to make these changes and so hard sometimes, but the foundational ones are the ones that we have responsibility for and the ones that we can implement. And one of the uh, questions I just got on uh, email was uh, from Peter and he says, hello docs, my mom who flew around the sun 92 times before leaving us really, really enjoyed her wine. It wasn't red, but sweet white wine. What does the doctor know about certain alcohol and longevity? And oh, yes, she also ballroom danced several times a week. Well, I think the ballroom dancing probably uh, took care of the alcohol toxin. But, you know, I'm a detox doc and um, there are toxins that accelerate aging. And two of the big ones are alcohol and nicotine. And so... Mm -hmm. You know, if we can abstain from alcohol, probably the best because we know it causes a lot of damage. But, you know, limited use is really not a, a bad thing. And I bet Peter's mother didn't do more than a small glass of that sweet white wine a day. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that, um, you know, alcohol um, is is on the whole very bad um, for our bodies. However, um, there's, you know, there's a lot of studies talking about um especially red wine that contains something called resveratrol, which is promoted as something that helps with longevity. However, unfortunately, you'd have to drink an awful lot of red wine to get anywhere near the levels of resveratrol that are required to have a, a benefit on the body, in which case the toxicity of the wine would definitely outdo the benefits of the resveratrol. Um, so yeah, as much as you want to believe that having that little glass of wine is is helping, um, it's probably not. And I agree with, with Dr. Harvey that it's probably more of the the social aspect of uh, you, your mother, you know, dancing and socializing and, and having an enjoyable life uh, is probably the, the more beneficial side when it comes to longevity. So I think it's time to remind people that we are on Tampa's favorite radio, 88.5 Tampa, and this is the Healthy Steps radio show. And the best little radio station in the nation. And today's guest on Dr. Harvey's show is Dr. Conlon, and we're discussing aging. So give us a call if you've got any questions at 813-239-9663 or send your emails to dj at wmnf.org or continue sending your texts to 813-433-0885. Back to you all. This has been great. I've been really picking on up a few tips. Love, love it. Um, I just got an email from um, one of my favorite people. She is a host of the show that follows Sustainable Living. And Annie Ellis asks, was wondering about what my dermatologist called barnacles, like little extra skin layers, easily scraped off, but wonders if there's more I can do. Should I be oiling my skin? Or are there any food or supplements I can add? By the way, I was a sun bunny in my teens and early 20s, but have covered ever since. I'm 69 now. 
So barnacles is definitely not a, a phrase that I've come across, actually. Um, however, we know that as as you get older, two things happen to the skin. First of all, um, it starts to thin. Um, and second of all, it starts to dry, um, especially in women and um, postmenopausal women. So I think anything in terms of things that will improve your your cells, um, the, the, the cells in your skin and the barrier function of your skin, so the skin thickness um, and its moisture levels is, is helpful. Now, we know that collagen um, does help with that. Um, so you'll often hear people taking collagen supplements. Um, the one thing to look out for uh, with collagen supplements uh, when they're you know, promoting anti-aging benefits and all of this um, is the dose. So all of the studies that show they have any benefit are in extremely high doses. So if you do want to see a benefit to your skin, you would be having to take um, at least 10 grams per day, um, which is about a large tablespoon. I think another thing um, is to consider that these barnacles are actually a result of uh, cellular aging and they're mm -hmm. having problems. And there's a really um, interesting enzyme system called nuclear regulatory factor two. NRF2 helps to induce something called apoptosis, which in these wonky old cells, it will actually ask them to fall on their swords, so to speak, and commit cell suicide so that other cells can continue to grow. It's a really great um, uh, enzyme system that helps clean up the body. And there's some really interesting plant materials that help us induce NRF2. One of those we already talked about, Dr. Colin mentioned resveratrol. We can take that in extracts form so we can uh, avoid the um, uh, alcohol, but uh, there's also uh, green tea extract, epigallocatechin gallate and curcuminoids from turmeric um, and uh, sulforaphane from broccoli and Nebraska vegetables. These are all really NRF2 activators that can help maybe those help those barnacles slip off better because it's helping these cells go away. But there's something really else interesting. Cellular aging happens from numerous areas of concern. Gene instability, cellular senescence, which I just mentioned, epigenetic changes, that's the on and off switches for the genes, mitochondrial damage, which is the energy and processing areas of the cells, telomere uh, um, um, length, which is the protecting end on the DMA, DNA, intracellular communication, such as with hormones. When hormones go away, we have less communication. Proteostasis, again, related to the sugar-damaged proteins, deregulated nutrient-sensing, stem cell exhaustion, and finally, NAD levels. NAD is critical to all these other processes. And that's why Dr. Conlon has spent so much time researching it. And the problem is we have trouble measuring NAD levels in the body. It would be a great test to do alone, but we can't do that very well. Right, Dr. Conlon? Yeah, absolutely. So everything that you've just mentioned there, all of those things that go wrong in our cells as we get older is what we refer to as the hallmarks of aging. Um, and within our world, it's, you know, it's the things that we're trying to prevent going wrong in the cells in order to slow cellular aging. And NAD is something that's been found to impact all of these hallmarks simultaneously. So there's been a huge amount of interest. And for anybody that doesn't know what NAD is or 
hasn't heard of it. Um, well, firstly, it stands for something called nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. And I say that because every person asks what it stands for. Um, and it's a bit of a mouthful. So that is why people call it NAD or sometimes it's called NAD plus, but it's a natural molecule. It's found in every single cell in your body. And when you're young, you have really high levels, but as you get older, unfortunately, your levels decline. Now it's known that NAD is very important for two things. Firstly, for cellular energy production, and secondly, for cellular maintenance and repair. So as we get older and these levels of NAD decline, it means ultimately our energy starts to decline, our energy levels, and also the ways that our bodies and our cells can maintain and repair themselves. So you get this accumulation of damage, um, which manifests as the signs and symptoms that we associate with aging. So there's been a lot of research of ways that we can maybe boost levels of NAD because if it's so important, then what happens if we don't let it drop as we get older? And there's a lot of studies to show that if you can maintain NAD levels in your cell or indeed boost them back to youthful levels, then this is incredibly beneficial. But the issue is, as Dr. Harvey said, is how do you measure it? Um, because NAD is and it's something that's really unstable, um, which means that there are a lack of consumer tests um, available to actually measure it. So um, it's generally we would measure it in an academic lab um, using some advanced techniques to ensure that the NAD is stable and it doesn't break down. And um, so we're getting accurate measurements. But I guess one thing that's known about NAD is that it's incredibly important in reversing any damage in the cell. Therefore, we know that it impacts biological age um, positively. So one way that can be used to, to look at whether NAD is having any impact in your body is to actually look at measuring your biological age because there are tests available for that. And so um, the one we're, we've talked about earlier, the glycan age is one. Um, and um, many functional medicine doctors um, actually use a wide variety of tests to look at this, you know, looking at hemoglobin A1C levels and uric acid levels. Uric acid is a very good indicator of how quickly your body is aging. For men, if you go over 5.5, you're looking at rapid aging. If women over 4.5, you're looking at more rapid aging. So this is something that most family practitioners and internists don't look at on a regular basis unless the patient's complaining of big swollen, painful toe joints. And so, but it, gout is not the biggest issue um, that we're dealing with when it comes to uric acid. Uric acid is a vascular inflammatory factor and we need to pay attention to things like that. There's so many things we need to look at that I believe that everybody deserves a visit with a functional medicine practitioner to get a full evaluation of what their health is like. We can actually tell you what your biologic age is doing and we can really help you figure out ways, strategies to really implement ways to reverse it. And we can reverse it. Is that not right? Yes. So the exciting thing about biological age is unlike your chronological age, which you can't do anything about apart from lie about it, um, <laughs> your biological age, you can actually reverse it and it's possible. So, you know, even if you get a result back that's, um, you know, not so optimistic and your, you know, your, your biological age comes out as much higher than your uh, chronological age, we know that it's reversible. Um, and in some clinical studies that I've run, I've seen people's biological age be, you know, reversed by 20 years by implementing basic changes in lifestyle diet supplementation. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, 
it's literally reversing aging. And this is something that for years and years, it's been the, you know, the holy grail of can you turn back time? Now we know that you can, and we know how to measure it. And we know that that is scientifically robust. And I think even more excitingly is it's sim it's quite simple to do. It's not something, you know, that requires a lot of crazy therapies or anything like that. You know, this is like basic things, diet, supplementation, lifestyle, and you can reverse it. So let's talk about supplementation. Um, there is a supplement that you've developed that does help to raise NAD. Can talk about that? Because I, I actually um, have tried years ago, um, there were NAD products on the market that were, were simply just giving small doses of NAD that I really didn't find much clinical benefit from. How is it that what you've developed works and helps us improve here? Yeah, so when it was first um, discovered that it was beneficial to boost NAD levels, obviously the first thing that people wanted to try was, well, let's just um, take a pill with some pure NAD in it, or let's uh, do an injection or an, an, or an IV drip with some NAD in. Um, however, we, we now know that NAD is quite a large molecule, which means it really struggles to get in across the cell membranes and into the cells where it performs its function and it's unstable. So a lot of it actually just gets broken down before it can do any use in the body. So the next sort of trail of thought was, okay, if this big molecule won't get in the cells, then why don't we actually um, put the building blocks for NAD into the body? So a lot of companies have popped up that sell um, supplements that contain what we call precursors to NAD. So these are like the raw materials that the body needs to make NAD. And these, you know, people might have come across these, they're called NMN or NR. Um, and again, um, this is okay, take a pill with some of the raw material that the body needs to make NAD, put it in your mouth and hope that the cell makes it into NAD. However, we now know that it's a bit more complicated than that because one of the main reasons that our NAD declines is actually because the enzyme in our cells that makes and recycles NAD, so it turns this raw material into NAD, actually declines with age. So you can be putting as much of the raw material in, as you want into your body, um, but if you don't fix the root cause, which is this enzyme, then you're never going to get the NAD boost that you, um, you really want to have. So what we did is said, let's take a completely different approach. Let's actually fix the root causes of NAD decline in the cells. So uh, we formulated um, a supplement that was basically designed to do this and activate that enzyme that, you know, when we're young, produces all our NAD because it's still there. Um, our bodies are very good at producing their own NAD. It just needs to be switched back on again. Yeah, that's brilliant. And uh, we found that in functional medicine quite often, just giving the uh, uh, end point uh, molecule isn't the answer. And often really giving raw materials and support for the systems is really what uh, helps to uh, reset the system. And in, in addition to that, we have to do all the lifestyle stuff so that we don't junk up the system again while we're trying to make it move forward. Um, I got an aging question here. Is there a blood, is, is a blood test to check hormones as effective as a saliva hormone check and where do you get the saliva test um, actually it is more accurate to find intracellular levels of the hormones with saliva and you can get them um, actually sometimes you can actually find these tests uh, you can order them um, yourself online but my recommendation is find a functional medicine practitioner to have it interpreted in 
in context so that you know what to do. But I just need to remind people, we're down to the last 10 minutes here. So um, we are on WMNF 88.5 Tampa. Yeah, I guess the last 10 minutes means we're in the lightning round. So give us a call at 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. I just want to get out of the way and hear more. Go for it, guys. Very good. So, uh, Nicola, tell us what is actually, if you're ready to, tell us what's in that uh, amazing supplement and um, some of the results that you've seen using it. Yeah, so um, our supplement, it's a combination of different ingredients. So first of all, it has some precursor material in it. So it has some of that raw material that the body needs to produce NAD. And it's in as a form of vitamin B3 called nicotinamide. But on top of that, it also has a lot of other different supportive ingredients that also boost levels of the enzyme. So for example, we have something in there called rutin. Now rutin is known to contain a powerful active ingredient called quercetin, which actually switches back on that enzyme that makes NAD. We also know that quercetin is a powerful ingredient when it comes to getting rid of those senescent cells, uh, which Dr. Harvey, you mentioned before, which are another cause of um, aging. It's also got ingredients in there which um, try to inhibit some of the inflammatory processes that actually degrade NAD because another major cause of NAD decline that I didn't mention was actually um, inflammation which chews up NAD unnecessarily. And if you can inhibit inflammation, you can actually reduce uh, NAD decline as well. So it's a combination uh, of ingredients to have a system approach to address those root causes of NAD decline. Yes, so so important. Um, these, um, so you, you've actually uh, applied this clinically, and you've watched. Um, you've had some some um, uh, science tracking, right? You've done follow up yeah. uh, 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 biologic age testing. Tell us what's Absolutely. happening. Absolutely. So as because of my background as a scientist and working in drug development, I was incredibly passionate to develop uh, a supplement that actually had some good clinical testing behind it, because unfortunately, a lot of supplements don't. Um, so we did a double blinded placebo controlled crossover study, which is a, a gold standard when it gold comes standard. to the type of study. It's very unusual for supplements to have this type of study. And um, we um, are just in the process of getting that published, but I can reveal that um, we did see a reduction in biological age with the supplement um, by 1.2 years in just four weeks of taking the supplement. We also saw a reduction in inflammatory cytokines. So again, another lead cause in of, of cellular dysfunction. We obviously saw that it boosted NAD levels and um, it reduced levels of glycation, glycated serum proteins. And we also found that it was upregulating um, something called the sirtuins, which I know we, we'd mentioned uh, briefly earlier, resveratrol. Well, resveratrol um, activate these longevity proteins called the sirtuins, which switch on a lot of downstream beneficial pathways in the body that are actually promote health and longevity. And again, we saw an uplift in the levels of these proteins in, in all our volunteers um, who participated in the study. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, th this is such great information and, and so exciting to know that we have tools we can really use to affect our biologic age. We have a caller on the line. Actually, we've got two. We've got uh, Greg from Chicago and Jerry well, let's get to Greg. I see that he's got some mean weather coming his way, so let's hear what he has to say while he can talk to us. 
Good morning, Greg. Good morning. It's great to hear your show. I just wanted to comment. Um, I am watching a series uh, currently filmed by National Geographic, Matt Geo, but aired on the Disney Channel, and I think it's six or seven parts called Limitless, featuring mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth, who's an actor in Australia, and he's hired an aging expert and others that come into the field to study how we can live a, a, a healthier, longer life. And you've touched on many points, but it's very interesting. He's talking about um, endurance training, which is kind of my thing, that uh, really improves the immune system. Um, they've done some studies. Um, he does uh, fasting. He's done some fasting, and he also does cold water immersion and submersion, as well as hot sauna, 180 degree, to offset the effects of dementia. And all of these are um, not really empirical, but being studied, and they bring the science into this, the program. And I, it's just fascinating to see what these uh, physicians and scientists are saying and what he's doing that will not only offset symptoms of dementia for him, which he's got both genes of, but um, mm-hmm. increase his immune system, longevity, and health in life. And um, I think just it's just great to explore that. Also, while I'm being on, on hold, I missed hearing about that NAD supplement <clears throat> your guest is talking about, is that available um, to us or is it still in a research phase? Yes, that is something that is, that is available. Um, it is, yeah, I'm sure Fred can uh, put that in the show notes. Yes, the, uh, the link to the company is going to be in the show notes, so you'll be able to access that through there. And the name of the company is Nuchido, N-U-C-H-I-D-O. And so um, you you can look that up and Google it. Um, and so I hope that helps. That's very good. I appreciate uh, your show today. Once again, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Hey, I have an email here. Um, Twinkle. Uh, love you, Twinkle. Thanks for another email. And thank you, she says, for another wonderful show. Longevity has always been my favorite health subject. Being a professional singer, I want to be singing until my last breath at 150 years. It's like building a time machine. I've learned so much today, and your guest is wonderful. Thank you so much, as always. Love from Twinkle. And um, here's another one. Actually, Twinkle asks, uh, again, does uh, donating blood clean out the cells? Well, honestly... It may, but I have another show that's going to be coming on plasmapheresis, which is an amazing tool for cleaning out the blood and helping with dementia and with improving longevity. How about you, Dr. Conlon? Any uh, additions there? Yes, absolutely. So we know that um, there's a difference between young blood and old blood. Um, There's still a lot of debate over what the factors are in that, but we know there's definitely a difference. Um, So anything you can do to optimize your blood to be more like young blood is a beneficial thing to be doing. Indeed. Hey, we have another caller. Steve wants to talk about intermittent fasting. Yes, this is Steve. Hi, Steve. What do you have for us today? Oh, yeah, I was just listening to the whole program, and I heard a a brief mention of fasting earlier in the program. And I I already had my mind set to give you a call about any comments on intermittent fasting. And that first woman that called, 59-year-old woman, she had nowhere to go. You know, the doctors weren't helping. So... Anything you might want to say. 
And Steve, I'm going to just cut you on off here. Nothing personal, but we've got a lot of static on the line. So if you can listen to us on the radio, it'll be great. Okay. Thanks. All right, no problem. And happy Valentine's Day to you. Do you want to take that, Dr. Conlon? Yeah, so I think the, the question was about fasting and, yes. um, you know, the, the benefits of it. And I think um, what, you, what you have to think of when it comes to aging is our bodies are not designed um, for the lives that we're living today. So, you know, evolution takes a long time. Our bodies have evolved to um, be actually... Um, you know, living how we were when we were um, hunting and not knowing when our next meal was coming and on our feet all day. Uh, when I was sitting in an office all day, we're eating every hour. Um, and what this means is that some of the pathways that we um, have in our bodies and our cells that we're able to get activated and survive the periods of stress um, when we were hunting and gathering and, you know, not getting access to a comp continuous supply of nutrients simply don't get activated. So when we actually fast, what it does is it triggers some of these beneficial cellular pathways to be switched on. It causes our bodies to start a process called autophagy, uh, which starts recycling any damage in the cells. It starts getting rid of inflammation, getting rid of any uh, cellular junk that builds up. Um, and fasting is one of the best ways um, that you can use to actually easily activate this. Um, and as a result, there's a host of health benefits from doing it. Um, so we have to just remember how our bodies were designed to live, not how we, were, we are actually living our lives today. I think that is a wonderful statement to pretty much bring us to the end of another information-filled hour. Do you have any final comments and uh, uh, tips for our listeners? I think the thing that I always like to drill home is just to remember that everything that we experience as part of the aging process um, ultimately starts at the cellular level. So anything that you can do at all to improve your cellular health, whether that be through lifestyle or NAD or something like that, is always going to have a benefit to your all-around health and health span, importantly. So true. Um, Robin, send us a poem again. Aging, what everyone likes to blame things for. <laughs> to age, time must pass as it does, minute by minute, waiting for no one. We learn as we age to value our time more, to slow down, to enjoy the moments. We learn that it's time for hibernation, relaxation, adaptation, low vibration, isolation, liberation, concentration, conservation, meditation, and emanation of your own light. Here's hoping that all may age gracefully. And thank you for another great show. And thank you listeners for joining in. Um, next week is gonna be an Ask Me Anything, but we're gonna be doing an update on uh, masking and uh, uh, other kinds of things related to current health issues. Thanks, Dr. Conlon. Very yes. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I wanna thank you too. It was a very interesting program. You both were a wonderful team today for our listeners. And so until we put this to bed, I want to thank everybody for participating, phone callers. And until next Monday at 10 o'clock, thank you, Dr. Harvey. And to all of our listeners, take care. Happy Valentine's Day to y'all. Y'all are the greatest. You have been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa.
Coming right on up is 5 Minutes of NPR News, and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. And until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community-conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved. Thank you.